Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome hitchhikers to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't, the no-frills, no-bullshit, bi-weekly movie review podcast, where we won't spend the first part of the show wasting your time talking about how boring each of our lives are because, realistically, no one really cares. You just want movie talk, am I right? That's all I want to talk about. And, and, oh, also, we certainly won't take over ten minutes bitching back and forth on whether The Lighthouse, the new Robert Eggert movie, is uh, truly a horror movie or not. Is it? Uh, we're not, we're not going to go there. We, we, we don't do that here. You said we're not. We're not. What about Joker? Movies. Is it truly a horror movie? No. No, but it's a fantastic movie. But it's not a horror movie? No. We're not discussing that. Never mind. <laughs> But, uh, well, without further delay, let's start road tripping, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. I'm your host, your chauffeur, if you will, the Mayor Matt Logston, and joining me for episode 32, out here on the highway, are my co-hosts, keeping it real and kicking life's ass daily. I'm Dave King of the Road. And I am the Lord Ketchum. Alright, everybody. Tonight, we have for you from 1997, The Devil's Advocate. It starts Keanu Reeves, Charlize Theron, and Al Pacino, the great Al Pacino, it was directed by Taylor Hackford. It was based upon the novel written by Andrew Niederman with the screenplay written by Jonathan Limpkin and Tony Gilroy. This movie was distributed by Warner Brothers and had a limited release on October 13, 1997 with a nationwide release on October 17th. It is rated R with a runtime of 2 hours and 24 minutes. It's a long one. It is a long one. Oh, yeah. But it moves pretty well. I agree with no, we'll that. Get into so that. we'll get into that. I, yeah, All right. I don't know. I think there's Dude, dissension here. I think there's some dead dead, dead airtime. There's there's plenty of people that back me up on this movie being a little long. I get oh, that. I agree. Yeah. I get that. Oh, okay. But I I, I think I we're in the same boat here. But because I, I think it does move well for me. Okay. Personally. Yeah, we get Keanu Reeves, who gives us Kevin Lomax, a hotshot criminal defense attorney from Florida, who's currently on a perfect acquittal streak of a sixty-four zero. He's got a thousand. Yeah, you know, shit, dude. It's pretty, pretty impressive. It's a good batting average. If I was a lawyer, I'd want to. Well, yeah. I don't know if there's any. Real I want lawyers. that guy. Yeah. Is there any oh, okay. real lawyers that hit that mark? Oh, I have no clue. I don't know. And he has a questionable Southern accent. Maybe we'll uh, get Jan, maybe Jan Dills, our local hometown <laughs> lawyer, she might have hit that streak. Maybe. Ah. Yeah. She gets a lot of airplay on the radio around here. It's, she won't take most, no for an answer. <laughs> no, it's the most annoying jingle of all time. Sure. Yeah. Alongside Kevin is his uh, most beautiful wife, Marianne. Yeah, she's foxy. Who is portrayed by Charlize Theron. Young. Is it Theron or Theron? Theron. Theron. All right. Confirmed. Theron. Confirmed. Where did we confirm this at? The Googles? Oh, yeah. The ah. Googles, the YouTubes. All right. All of it. All right. Per speaking. You've heard her interview per by, speaking in, I think. by the yep. Conan O'Briens? Hi, it's me, Charlize Theron. You know, okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll allow it. I, don't, I can't prove you wrong. Well, in this movie, I think she had a much better accent from her, in my opinion. You know? Yeah. No, Not no. to mention she did Full Frontal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I look forward can't to Can't go wrong there. That was a pleasant yeah. surprise. It was. I'll, I'll you know. <laughs> stamp I, church, no I'll tell you what, It was great. I'll go it ahead and great. say it. Nostalgia Highway gives a stamp of approval to Charlize Theron. At least that much. <laughs> giving Full Frontal, yes. How much of a, a star rating is that for you guys on this movie? It's about like half star, whole star. It's a half star. Half star. What about you? It's easily half star. Yeah, Could it's, be it's three half quarters st- of a star. Is it? Is that a thing? Well, I mean, I don't want to get the rating of you know a six point seven five. No, you can't do that. Okay, half or whole. Can't do it. All right, half or whole. Half or whole. Paper plastic. <laughs> well, I did rate the uh, In Search of Darkness movie at eleven out of ten. 
Well, is that relevant to this? Still, uh, that's on the Spinal Tap scale. So <laughs> I'll allow it. He cranked it up to eleven. We'll get to that too. All right. Judith Ivy plays Kevin's highly religious mother, Mrs. Alice Lomax, who hates the idea that her family members work on a Sunday, and that her son has turned away from the church in recent years. And she did pretty well with this role, to be honest. I liked her. I liked her, and I hated her. Just hated how she, her, yeah, really? just because she was so overbearing. Yeah, I guess if you're looking at it from a like she, she is what I would consider to be a religious fanatic. Not like where she would go out and do like terrorist type things, but she is very. I mean, she's involved. I mean, to say she's involved with the church—that's an understatement. Then we have the iconic and devilishly charismatic Al Pacino. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'm the bad guy, man. A duh, wrong role, man. He wasn't even close to that role. Man. <laughs> yeah, right. he was no Tony Montana. No, he man. was. He was. He was John Milton. He was John Milton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. He he runs a high end law firm in New York City, and is well, always looking for new talent. And he is always negotiating. So yep. Always. Are we always. negotiating? <laughs> always. Oh yeah. <laughs> Great line. Yeah. Is it a perfect pause between it too? The asking the question and the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he nails the timing. The dialogue in this movie, period, is so good. The content in this movie is so good, especially when we get towards, you know, the finale. Of course, yeah. You know, uh, but even before that, just, okay, yeah, we've we've bagged on Keanu's quote-unquote southern accent. I did. I, I'll allow it, okay, because honestly, yeah. what's happening, how it's being presented... I'm engaged. Yeah, definitely, dude. It's an interesting story I've never mm-hmm. heard before. Yeah. Know, so yeah, let it play out. Yep. yep. That this, checks out. Yeah. This movie also gives us an amazing ensemble of supporting actors. Yeah, it um, does. Such as Jeffrey Jones. Oh, yep. Jeffrey Jones from the uh, Classic Plastics in the Mall? Tony Workman's right-hand man? Nope, not him, but shout out to uh, Oh, that dude's cool. Tony. He knows his shoot. Yes, he does. Go to the Grand Central Mall and... Parkersburg, West Virginia, if you want to check it no, out. No, Jeffrey Jones from, um, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Beetlejuice. Howard the Duck. There we go. Well, oh, yeah, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck might have been the first thing I've seen him in. When I, <laughs> looking back Me, on possibly, things. too, yeah. And then it was Beetlejuice, because I got yeah. the Ferris Bueller's Day Off a little bit later. But that's kind of like the, in that mid-80s right. trilogy. Oh, I, I saw Howard the Duck when I was early pre-teens, and I knew this was something I wasn't supposed to be watching. Oh, I saw it, like, shortly after it came out. Yeah, Mom like, I was, like, me. six or seven. Okay, Mom well, totally yeah. let me watch it, and uh, I didn't really have any issues. I wasn't late, but I wasn't too late. Yeah. I, was, I was early enough. That For those was, of you that don't know, you see duck titties. Yeah. Well, and you get a... Play duck. And yeah. you get a... <laughs> Possible sex scene with the duck and a human. So yeah, it's uh, weird. Kind of weird. Yeah, it's a so. weird, weird movie from well, the Marvel we're, Universe. We're don't think we're going to review this movie down the we road, might. guys. I, oh, I, I don't sake. know. Don't put it past this. Yeah, yeah, that's just the right amount us. of quirkiness <laughs> that we could we could fuck with it. I think. I think you can talk us into it. I don't know. So we also get Craig T. Nelson. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, coach, I love him on Coach Poltergeist. Yeah. Poltergeist. Yeah, that's yeah. the first thing I saw him in. Yeah. He kicks ass, man. He's despicable he's, he's in this, so, I mean, kind of. Yeah, he yeah. plays a shysty, yep. rich mogul. Yeah. yeah. When he, when he, it's a little when, different character for him. When yeah. he looks at Pacino and he said, he better be as every fucking good as you say he is. was the first time I heard him say yeah. that. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> coach, you can't say that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I panicked. I I panicked. <laughs> no, he was good in this. Yeah, he was. Really this, yeah, you're right. This 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 whole cast is. Yeah, Connie Nelson is in this as well. Yep. She was in Gladiator. Yep. Movie Basic with John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. Good movie. Yep. I like that movie. Tamara Tooney is in, also in this. She's in Law and Order. Tooney. Tooney. That's her full name. Tamara. Tooney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. We, we're doing nicknames. Yeah, she's, no, she's not, not her a nickname. It's a real her. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's not a one name. At least her screen name. She's not yeah. like Madonna. Yeah. Okay. Tamara Tooney. Okay. Shows her movies in this one too. Oh yeah, I remember. So, oh, she's classy. Autopsy chick. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. It's a classy boob shot, though. I mean, this movie, you know, is about Kevin Lomax, and he's a he's a mm-hmm. winner at everything. He's just a winner. With a perfect record in court, he catches the eye of a powerful law firm that wants Kevin to come and work for them in their criminal department. I guess it, they made a whole division for him, I guess, or something like that. Yeah, they're a, they're a conglomerate. Yeah. Up on the um, big apple. Yeah. yeah. Against his mother's wishes, though, he and his wife set out for New York, and um, Kevin's going to realize that uh, what it truly costs to maintain perfection in this terrible, terrible world. How far in. are you willing to go? Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty intense. The Devil's Advocate had an estimated budget of fifty-seven million dollars. It grossed sixty point nine million in the U.S. and one hundred fifty-two point nine million worldwide. Not bad. That are pretty bad. good. I'll pretty take good. Take that. <laughs> IMDb has this rated at a seven point five with a Rotten Tomatoes score of sixty-seven percent and an audience score of eighty percent. The Devil's Advocate is unfortunately not streaming anywhere, but is available for rent or purchase on Amazon for two ninety nine. Worth it, absolutely. Yeah, oh yeah. To buy, buy this movie. <laughs> yeah, don't you don't, don't waste it. your time renting it. Yeah, it's, it's the same buy. price. Buy this movie. It's the exact same price. Put it on your shelf. Yep. All right, guys. So Joel Schumacher was originally set to direct the film in nineteen ninety four with Brad Pitt the star what? as Kevin Lomax. It'd been interesting. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. It all depends hmm. on who you get for the devil, too, at this point. Hmm. Oh, I can't see you replacing the devil. Right. Uh, Brad Pitt is Lou Max. Yeah, I, I could. I'm interested. But wasn't that Brad like, Pitt with but the was Southern it, accent? Well, yeah, he's from like Tennessee. Yeah, this is he? more viable. Okay. I, I feel okay. like you got a better. I I, I agree with you okay. on that, and I think this was a. If I'm not mistaken, that was back in '94. '94. Yeah. 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 So, even. Younger Dude, I, I can picture that raising my interest. I'm, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with Keanu in okay. this. I like Keanu in this. I like Keanu Reeves. Yep. Well. Questionable accent. Questionable. Highly questionable. Yes. My God. Christian Slater and John Cusack and uh, Edward Norton were also considered for the role. I can see John Cusack doesn't. Yeah, nah. It doesn't fit for me. Nah. Edward Norton. Yes. I can see Edward Norton. I could see Slater. I could see Norton doing it, mm. pulling it off really well. I could see Edward Norton doing a lot of Edward Norton's. Oh, man, he's good. I yeah. like Edward Norton. He's kind of slowed down. I haven't seen much from him. Yeah, picking choosing. Yeah, he's, he's real yeah. selective. Yeah. Richard Gere and Kevin Spacey were um, considered for the role of John Milton. I'm. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. don't agree with any of those. There's no replacing yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah, exactly. Spacey could have been interesting, but yeah, Pacino, you. You can't go wrong there. I if I didn't say it already, this is a spoiler-filled podcast, and if you really don't want to know the end yes. of this movie... If you do not know what happens... Don't listen to us until yes. you have watched it. Watch tonight. the damn movie, come back to us, pick up where you left off. I don't want to ruin this one for anybody. Yeah, no doubt. Even though the title, I mean... <laughs> come on. 
So, you know, Pacino originally turned down this role because he wasn't into the, the more special effects-oriented blockbuster sort of movie they were trying to pull off here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think three to five times they tried to it was a, cast him. And he's it was like, a bunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the bad guy doesn't comply. I don't yeah. know. He just was like, no. You and know, figured, they rewrote you know, it. Yeah, you'd figure how bad of, you know, kind of a movie they did originally write it. You know, yeah. that he would reject it that many times. I'm curious what the difference is. Well, I don't know if there's necessarily anything about being bad. I just don't know if it was something that he wanted to be a part of. You know, this big, like what King was saying, like this big special effects driven movie. Right, I guess you're a bunch of green screen. You get Pacino, you need to have more character. Right. I mean, he and was... they sounded like they rewrote a good portion of the movie to accommodate because well, my God. Tyler Hackford's not a fucking idiot. Right. He suggested Robert Redford and uh, Sir Sean Connery for the roles, you know. Sean role. Connery would have been interesting. Redford could have done it. See, I don't see Redford. Oh, I can. I can really? I can't yeah. recast Not this. as good as Pacino, of course. Well, no, but I just but, don't see Redford. Yeah, I can see it. It'd be, it'd be a totally different take. Yeah, it absolutely Totally would. different take. Connery would have been probably campy as hell. And you could argue that Pacino is campy as hell in this, but I, I don't um, think so. Here's my stance. I personally cannot... My brain cannot process recasting Al Pacino in this role. I can reprocess casting Keanu Reeves in his role. Sure. With Brad Pitt, as we discussed. <laughs> that would be well, great. And I think but I, yeah. Pacino is irreplaceable in this role. I don't I don't even want I don't even want to it doesn't interest me to imagine right. Connery or Redford in this role. Uh I like to imagine just to play pretend for a moment, but I'm with you, man. Pacino this was yeah. Like I said, yeah. Packford wasn't okay. an idiot, and he knew he had to get Pacino for this role, and he was right. I, w- I woke up with one fuck to give about this day, and I can't <laughs> spank it to this. So <laughs> I'm firm on my just, belief that Al Pacino is the only one I can imagine in this role. It just doesn't do it for you. Yeah. So going back to Charlize Theron. Theron. Is it Theron? Theron. Theron. All right, I'll buy it. Uh, she was only 21 at the time when they uh, they were filming. That's amazing. Yeah, she doesn't look 21. To be honest, I mean, no. she looked a little older in that movie. To be honest, but oh man, I think she she's baby faced. Oh, she is, but I mean, she, she totally played it well. Looked, oh know? no, absolutely. Because I think she is playing an older, like like 30s or so. Well, maybe mid 20 mid 20s. I'm not sure. I don't think it's really specified or anything, yeah. but it doesn't matter. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she's yeah, everything checks movie. out on my list. But, uh, but uh, her descent into madness, I thought, was portrayed very, very well. And I guess she ended up spending an hour a day over the three-month shooting period in New York City with a psychotherapist to practice being schizophrenic. And uh, she also had reservations about appearing nude in the movie because yeah. uh, she just had already turned down the movie Showgirls. Yep. Because of that very same reason. Is that Elizabeth Berkeley? Yep. Yeah. She took the Gina right, Gershon. She took the right role. Uh, oh, yeah, she made the yeah. right decision if that was an option. Yeah. No, and you could tell, like, you know, even at this time she was an unknown. Like, she's good. She's yeah. a good actress, yeah. you know. Full frontal aside, you know. Right, yeah. Well, that still I mean, adds a half star. <laughs> yeah, she broke down, man. Hardcore. And, and her just like where well. she, yeah, like where she's just talking and she's like... Did you hear that? Like, it's like, this bitch is crazy. Yeah. Her, it's eerie. Her character portrayal trumps uh, Keanu Reeves' portrayal of his character. Changed my mind. I hear I you, man. So, huh? I hear oh, you. Oh, absolutely. 
if you're they're both, in disagreement. I, I mean, know, no, no. I mean, it's being both anymore. quality, in my opinion. But <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, the, okay. it's his accent, isn't it? It's the accent. It is his accent. accent. That's it. He's fine. That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's my only complaint is, yes, his accent distracts me. I'm very forgiving. You know I'm very forgiving. Right. I forgive no, some I movies that are unforgivable. Is he circumcised? You know, I can't. He's it. just yeah. over the top. He's a little over the top. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's my only complaint. Jesus. Any of you familiar with uh, Paradise Lost? I've uh, read parts of it. It's hard to understand it and good for interpret you. I, it. I'm not familiar with it. I just know. I know it was written by John Milton. Okay, well, yeah. and this is an obvious nod to author John Milton. I'm sure. Yeah. He did the classic poem of the story of a man's fall from God's grace. Yep. And that's, here we are. It's a cool Easter egg. I like that. Yeah, I guess, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Again, I wasn't. I just read it on the interwebs. Yeah, he goes down to purgatory and all that stuff. I play a lot of D&D, so I, I'm into that kind of shit. No, no. You know, going to hell and all that. My characters have gone to hell many times and... Have you made Saint? it out? Yeah, dude. Totally, All right, man. my man. Totally, dog. Fuck yeah. <laughs> to hell and back. Fuck yeah, dude. You're practicing for the afterlife. <laughs> you don't know how to get out. I'm a pimp-ass wizard. And if I end it's up there, good. I'll be looking for you. Yeah, dude. I dude, already got the cheat code. Help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I want out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Taking literally the name of Connie Nielsen's character, Cristabella Andrioli. Who? Well, that was pretty good, dude. Cristabella Andrioli. Can you say it a third time without that? Cristabella Andrioli. Yeah, that's not bad, dude. It's better than I could do. I practiced. Oh. Do it one more time. Christabella. No, 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 no. Forget it. <laughs> so you He'll it do it. He'll do it. it I don't yeah. want him to embarrass me. But it literally it means beautiful Christ, Cristabella does. And Andrioli means manly or strong warrior. So she, she is a beautiful Christ warrior. I don't know. Doesn't really fit the description of her. I mean, I don't know. If you, if you interpret it as her being a warrior against Christ, right. she's not a warrior for yeah. Christ. She's not an advocate for yeah God. She, she's a she's an advocate. She's for a devil. hot <laughs> God killer. Yeah, interesting. She likes to get naked. All right. If any of you guys own a uh, CNN box or a Fox News box, you're familiar with the next person I'm about to bring up. Current President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, okay, had a private residence apartment at Trump Tower that was used by Craig T. Nelson's character, Alex Cullen. Really? So yeah. that was his That was his house, his pad, one of them. At the time, yes. Huh. And that's cool. Sweet. No, I'm not sure if that sways anybody's opinion on the current nope, President sure of the United States. <laughs> 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 we certainly aren't trying to do that. No, uh, I'm just mentioning it because it's relevant. These are movie. the facts as they are presented. <laughs> no opinions are given. I'm just yeah. saying. Or so, fucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this was mentioned briefly by Kevin's new secretary, Pam Garrity, Deborah Monk. Mm-hmm. Anyone know yeah. what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. The, uh, During the Barzoon party scene? Yeah. Yeah. All right. She said, Donald Trump was supposed to be here tonight, but he had a business emergency. Probably Mort Zuckerman. And Mort Zuckerman, <laughs> if you don't know, is a Canadian-American billionaire media proprietor, magazine editor, investor, formerly owned the New York Daily News. Wow. As of January 2020, his net worth is estimated at $3 billion. That's it. Billion. Oh, with a B. Oh, B- got it. Billions. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Three. Three billion. 
that's all. That's all I know about that. I don't know if you guys were familiar. I just wanted to. No, know. that's interesting. That's his apartment. Yeah, because like when she says Mort Zuckerman, it made me want. It, well, like, is that even a real person? The boxing match that Lomax and Milton attended was actually a legit world championship boxing match. The bout occurred on October 4th of 1996 at Madison Square Garden in New York City, of course. Roy Jones Jr., who was the IBF super middleweight champion at the time, uh, was up against top contender Bryant Brannon. And Jones knocked Brannon out in the second round of the match. Knocked the fuck out. Yep, apparently. My Uncle Don's in that scene. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Don King. Don King. Don King of the road, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you bring that up because uh, in the scene where Lomax and Milton uh, meet Don King, mm-hmm. uh, he was there because... Uncle Don, I call him. Oh, Uncle Go Donnie. Ahead. Go ahead, Uncle Donnie. Donnie. Well, no, don't get that familiar. Oh, just Don. <laughs> he gets offended. Not Uncle Donald? It's Uncle Don, period. All right. Uncle Don. <laughs> don't satire this any further. <laughs> Understood. There'll be repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> so when Literally. he's running in the park... The three joggers that are running after him and then disappearing, all that shit. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're each wearing cl- uh, colors associated with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I did not, I did not catch it. Pretty sweet. So one is wearing red, one's wearing white, and the other one's wearing black. Mayor, did you distinguish <clears throat> these three colors? Yes or no? I didn't pay attention to be honest. See, no, okay. Didn't. Well, red is supposed to represent war. Uh, black is supposed to represent famine, and uh, white is supposed to represent pestilence. See, I didn't catch any of that shit, and I'm not even colorblind. I I'm just. I saying wonder what the color it, would be for death. It's the other four horsemen. Yeah, it's I, would, it's, I would think it'd be black, but that's right. famine, so gray, I don't know. gray or something. I don't know. But gray. did you guys pay attention to uh, Kevin's suit in the movie? As it as it goes. No. When he starts off in Florida, he's kind of like in a cream-colored suit. And by the time he goes to Milton's penthouse at the end, he's in jet black. In between, it get his suits get progressively darker as a way to kind of you know represent his moral compass being led astray. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I thought that was cool. Eloquently put, yeah. It's deep. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's something subtle, you know, the director will put sure, it. Sure, yeah, again, again, I didn't time, catch it. You know. It's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. And the judge for the Cullen case, did you pay attention to him, who that was? No. I it was Erwin, uh, he was Erwin uh, Goldman in uh, Pet Cemetery. He was Rachel Creed's dad. Okay, yes. Oh, shit, okay. Okay, yep. yep. He Slugs Lewis. Yes. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, at the, at the, man, that, that funeral. That scene's so hard, dude. I didn't yeah. connect that. that uh, instantly, yeah. That, that, whole, that whole movie's that hard, man. Together. That was about episode seven, by the way. When you see Gage's hand come up. Oh, that was a guy, dude. That whole movie, man. That's just, that's dark. Anyways. <laughs> Alright, guys. So, if you guys were a lawyer, could either of you defend somebody um, that you knew was guilty of a crime? I mean, like, obviously, I, in my opinion, it, it, it would all really depend on the severity of it. Um, sure. I, if, I it's, if it's, like, if he just robbed something or something, maybe. To feed I'd his be family like, or yeah. something. Yeah, I, yeah, that's... I Depends on the story. That's not a criminal offense, me, in my but, opinion. You know, Subjective right. to, <laughs> yeah. A murder, defensible... But murder, especially if you knew. 
and it wasn't in self-defense or, you know. Right. Ah, man, I don't know. Because there was a, there was a brief time uh, when I was in high school that I really thought I wanted to go into law. I thought it'd be something I'd be really interested in. Yeah. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. And I can see you being a lawyer. No regrets there. I mean, right. I, well, being an official, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. No, I, I, you need to judge something. Yeah. Litigation <laughs> is good. Yeah. You know, yeah, but uh, I, be honest with you, I don't, on something severe, I don't think I could. I really don't. Not defend the person, you know? No. That's. No, to, for a paycheck, blood money? Yeah, to, dude. Potentially? Yeah, it is. No, I not can't potentially. Sleep that is. Night like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be a murder for it to, right. you know, I mean, there can just be a, a horrible offense. You know, that's yeah. being accused or... yeah. I, I don't think... No, I don't think I could. What about you, Keen? Yeah, no, it's... It's not something I could do. It's not in my... I, I couldn't... I couldn't mold or change to that person. No. I, I couldn't do it. You, you couldn't make... You couldn't pay me, basically, is what this is. Yeah. yeah, I can't either, man. Just can't do it. Okay. That's a good question. It sure is, yeah. Obviously... Kevin Lomax, he, man, he doesn't he, really have a problem yeah, with it. He dabbled. He, he, he <laughs> likes that record, man. It's, yep. He likes having that undefeated, perfect record. One of the sins, too. He's got greed. Yep. Yep. So Pacino's law firm is called Milton, Chadwick, and Waters, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, yes. who the fuck is Chadwick and Waters, and where the hell are they? Good question. Is it just like a front? I, I mean, never, it's I really, it is. It is. It's, really bodegas. It. it's a fictitious, you know, front. Yeah, I think. Okay. That makes sense. It checks out to me. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really think about it, to be honest. I didn't catch that. Okay. I, I, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. no, where, I was kind of hoping I'm maybe. where the fuck are they? <laughs> I was maybe <laughs> hoping, uh, maybe I missed something. No, you know? no, I don't okay. think they ever mentioned them other than the, just in the, the introduction of the law firm. Okay, all right. Damn, that's crazy. I didn't think about it. Okay. Who the fuck is it? It's one of those fuckers that are sitting there. Probably. <laughs> so when Kevin won that Moyes case with the uh, the slaughtering of the yep the lamb or something like that, yeah, or a goat, he was killing. It was a goat. goat. He, he killed a goat. He killed a goat, and he did it in his home. <laughs> yep. Um, but when he won that case, did the <laughs> that prosecuting attorney was coughing his ass off, which obviously the dude put a voodoo curse on him or whatever yeah. he was doing. You Pounding know, nails ton. into a tongue. Yeah, yeah, dude. That was pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. You know, and he stood there all stone cold and everything Kevin like just kind of realized, like, oh, yeah. that shit was real. But do you think that attorney, um, do you think when he's having this coughing fit, did he ever catch his breath or did he just cough it to, <laughs> he did he cough his way to lose the case? I mean, because my God, dude. <laughs> he was under the curse, He just couldn't man. do anything. When did it stop, you know? It's it was like, just understood, I guess. I don't know. That's a good, yeah, that's funny. I don't know. It was ridiculous. And, okay, and, and that, Moyes, it was Philippe Moyes, and that was played by Delroy Lindo. He was uncredited in this. Do any yeah, of you know why? I don't know. Well, because, I mean, he was ashamed or I don't, know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't find know. anything on it, and I didn't know maybe if you guys came across anything, but that was something that was like, why would he have gone uncredited? I mean, he wasn't like a major character, but like I feel like he was a key character into opening up this new yeah. world to yeah, Lomax. It was, it was you Lomax's know? first case. Right. You know? 
This was the same guy that was the, uh, you know, boss baby face in uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, too. I mean. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. He was the cop. Yeah. He was yeah. in the, the Jet Li movie, The One, with Jason Statham. Okay, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that movie. He's based around, so. Yeah. Wasn't he in Crooklyn? I think so. Or some shit like that. He's done or, a lot of movies. He's done a lot remember. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just I, that just caught me curiosity. Like, why was he uncredited in this? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense to me. So, a scene I want to talk about here is the scene when uh, they're at the uh, Barzoon party, and when Milton he tells Marianne to change her hairstyle and her hair color uh, to make it, was this to make Kevin notice her, as Milton kind of stated, or was this a way to drive a wedge? between them in your guys' opinion. Hmm. Uh, I'd the say a little dabble both, man. I mean... Yeah, he's covering all his bases. He's planting the seeds. Yeah. Yeah. He's the... You know, he's just... He's the devil. He's... That's the impression he's in his first rodeo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the impression I got. And uh, I actually uh, ended up at the last second of uh, stumbled upon this. I guess the intent was this was intentional uh, because, you know, of what Milton wanted at the end. Um, we won't spoil it yet, but right. we'll get there. But um, this was a way to, by to change her appearance, it was to make Kevin not find her attractive anymore. Which, I'll be honest with you, I liked her the way she was Absolutely. at the start yes. more than the end, to be yes. honest. What about you, King? You like pre-haircut, post-haircut? Free haircut. Yeah. All day. Unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. I like my... I like long hair. Yeah. I liked her. She's just gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She can wear short hair. I mean, certain people can, certain people can't. I mean, but if you ask me preference, long hair all day. Yeah. I mean, she's done the shave roll. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you guys notice what uh, means of travel that Milton uses typically in this? Yeah, the subway. Does that seem foreshadowing? I think it's relevant. I think it's a nod. I liked it. He stays I, underground, man. You know, he he's a guy who's hiding not, in plain sight. Yeah, you know, most of the time. It's another subtlety of this movie, though. That, like, eh. well, when okay. it's just like uh, jumping ahead, just something that he says, like you know, he's like, I've had my nose in it since day one. I mean, and he's he's not he's not wrong. Right. This this proves it. You know. No, I like that. It's another subtlety about this movie that yeah. I liked. It was good. I like that. So, this movie is just jam packed full of subtleties. Though. I mean, that's the, the it thing is. That's, that's hard to like talk about. Is it's just so like under the radar the whole time that once you realize what's going on, you're like, oh, okay. They've been playing me all along. I didn't catch it. It's why it re- this movie really requires a second viewing. I also say like the more you watch it, the more you catch. It's it yeah, that, that yes. it's that yes. type of movie. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This this is one. I mean, immediately after watching it the first time, you know, I need to watch that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one scene that I that always stood out to me, and I thought was you know, it, it just was the dressing room scene where Marianne's in there with the other wives. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, well, it's the uh, the Law and Order character yeah, where she's yeah she she's putting on this top, and you see like there's writhing underneath her skin, and she her face changes to this like devil or something, yeah, demon, demon looking yeah. face and stuff. And honestly, I've found out from some other people that watch this movie there were some people like they missed that they missed that facial change Are they you caught serious? yeah they didn't catch it how the fuck do you miss I, it i don't know i don't know i don't know man 
But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this kind of reinforces that. Because, I mean, words. she's freaking out, you know? She's seeing this shit. Right. I mean, they acknowledge that they saw, like, you know, the, the writhing underneath her skin as the blouse is, you know, I mean, it's down a subtle her. movement, you know? It's a nice transition. Yeah. It's, For the day, well it was with, phenomenal. And honestly, I think it held up pretty well. They did pretty well, well throughout the whole movie. With I agree. That kind of, mm, the, yeah. the CGI. The, At the time, I thought it was solid. It was well yeah. done. It was well placed, I thought. I agree with that. And another scene that I thought was really unsta- uh, unsettling was the uh, the ovary scene. Yeah, yeah. Where Marianne finds the baby playing with like what I thought was guts. Right, it looked like chicken guts or something. Yeah, like that. and obviously you end up finding out in the scene that follows up with that that she's infertile now. Mm, that'd be pretty dark, hard. dark yeah. shit, man. It's weird, really unsettling. So I'll feel amiss if I don't mention this, but Keanu Reeves is a toe sucker in this movie. Oh, yeah. Fucking do your own thing, bro. But, (laughs) I mean, honestly, are either of you down sucking toes or having your toes sucked? No. No interest for me at all. Either way. Giving, receiving. No judgment here. Uh, Lord, you're hesitant, obviously. (laughs) Hey, nothing wrong with it. If a shower is done. Sure, sure. Straight to bed. I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, a shower corrects a lot of things. I dabble. So, I mean, you know, yeah. For me, it's, I don't want to touch your feet. I don't want you touching my feet. That's just me. I hear you. You don't even get a foot rub or anything from your wife? I don't, no. Really? And I'm down with that, but I can respect it. I can respect it. I have to. Yeah. Honestly, I since I had, yeah. I'll be honest with you with, with the the ankle injury I had with my left, and then the Achilles surgery I had with a, the right. Like I really, honestly, I and with I don't the want, eye problem. Oh, Jesus, with this shit. Well, if you can't get a foot rub, <laughs> he's definitely. Not I don't sucking honestly. I don't want people touching my feet. To be honest well, with you. Yeah. What about your eyes? All the time, touch them. Will you allow your eyeball fix, to be licked? Fix my eyes. Ooh, would you let your eyeball be licked? I don't know. Where are we going here? Just, just wondering. <laughs> from you know, from your woman. Not Getting weird here. <laughs> <laughs> what things would you suck? I thought we were talking or about lick. sucking toes, man. Yeah, we, yeah, were, you know, yeah. we got way off track. <laughs> <laughs> A kink was involved, and I'm like, oh, let's, let's explore this, you know. So did you guys catch on to the unspoken affair that there were, uh, apparently there was between... Uh, Cullen, uh, Craig T. Nelson's yeah. character in the stepdaughter. I don't know. It, it's weird. Yeah, it's very. I don't know. It's just it's subtle. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and because, the whole thing is like when they go when they're at the funeral. Right. You know, that's when. Puts, that's when you get it. That's when you get that the little rub and stuff like right. that. Um, yes, I'm saying it, it's I not don't like I. It, those are unsettling. Um, it's creepy things. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of hard to watch at times, you know, because I'm, yeah. I'm a dad, man. I want to defend yeah. my kids, you know, and right. I want that shit happening to them and shit. And this guy's a, it's ah, a creep. Yeah, this was not a uh, typical uh, role for Craig no, T. Nelson. It's not, it's not coach. Yeah, this is not coach. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, but I guess that's, that's, that's what the storyline was that they were getting it on and. Yeah, that's why he killed off the wife. Well, and the that's maid the second and... time you know he had seen it in this film, at least you know when he's first defending the Gettys. I think it's Gettys case. Yeah. In the, in the well, and the he ends up he ends up seeing he's, Gettys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's just he's sitting there rubbing himself and shit while she's yeah, describing all, the crime and everything. Oh, no, it's like all that. creepy, man. It's all weird. And he and then you know Kevin looks down and sees it. 
he, you obviously at that point you know he's guilty of the crime. You know he's guilty of something, and you got to continue to oh. defend him. It's creepy. It's uh, unsettling, and that's like right in the beginning of the movie, man. Because it's like that kind of sets a tone. Like this movie's gonna, it's right. gonna touch on some taboos that maybe you're not quite ready to confront. Maybe. Well, and then you know, as soon as he sees this with Alexander Cullen, he knows that you know he's guilty. He's he did it again. This, you know, and it's. Yeah. Like the question you, start, you asked us, I mean, could uh, yeah, well, Kevin yeah. Lomax could, and he apparently he could do it and sleep pretty well at right. night. So, how many of Milton's employees do you guys think knew he was the devil? <laughs> I felt underlyingly like <sighs> all of them. I hear you. Did Eddie Barzoon? I think that I'm going to counter with that. Do you think Eddie Barzoon did? Because he kind of gave me the impression that he didn't. But everybody know. that lived in that apartment complex, that high rise where Kevin and Marianne right. moved in, yeah, they you think so? yeah they yeah. were they were all there. Eddie didn't live there. I thought he did. I think he does. Actually, oh, I can't remember. I got the gist that he kind of did because with the uh, Weaver Commission and all that shit going down, I just going to testify against him and I all just that shit because he's that, because to... he's in, in into everything, you know. Yeah. Because the Weaver Commission's even like, what the hell is this guy? You know, because he's into every fucking thing. What do you think, King? I mean, did you think Eddie Barzoon knew? That I don't really feel like it mattered. No, it doesn't matter, <laughs> but it's interesting to do you speculate. Think he knew he's the devil, though? I mean, because here's the thing if you, if, if you didn't think that, if you believed that he didn't know that Milton was the devil, I think see he would be going like on. He could play that angle, shit, but I don't right. really think it. I suppose this is a subtlety that was inserted that I didn't really have have an interest in (laughs) digging that deep into. That's that's all I'm at. Okay, fair enough. No, that's a good question, though. On this movie, I think, you know, you should question that kind of stuff. And again, it requires multiple viewings to really catch all of it because there is a lot of under-the-surface subtleties. Well, you get, like, all the chicks are under the spell of... Yeah, they bought all in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and that's the thing, because like, it's interesting, because I don't think Eddie was, to be honest with you. Or he, he knew, but I feel like his wife did. Right. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Great question, This is man. such a multi-layered movie that it's almost too smart. Like, it, it does too much to make you, <laughs> you know... Again, I'm saying, you know, it, it requires a second viewing. It, it may be a movie that requires a third viewing. I mean, it really sure. is kind of that complicated. Complicated, uh, complex, whatever. Yeah. Oh, what, what it's do you say? Layered. Man. I mean, what do you say, hitchhikers? Yeah, let us know. How much of uh, <laughs> Milton's payroll was uh, in on the the gag that he was the devil? And do you think Eddie Barzoon was one of them? Great question, man. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, in the book, Kevin's last name is Taylor instead of Lomax, and also in the book. Kevin and John Milton, they're not father and son, but obviously they are in a movie. So I want to ask, was this last change necessary? Did it add or uh, take... I'm glad it changed it, that's for damn sure. So you think it added more to the end result in the movie? Yeah, it should be. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, with the tie of the mom and all that shit, you know. Mm -hmm. I... 
I, I can I, see I, where I, it's not necessary. I like the father son. But I like it too because it's like another shock. Like it's a <gasps> dun dun dun. Right. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't really anticipate that on first outing. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And then I want to ask, okay, when we get the reveal finally by Kevin's mom that Milton was his father, was it really, was it that surprising to you by that point when you saw this initially? Well, not by that point. I okay. think in the beginning of the movie they mention it, you know, like, there's the aspect that, you know, that the father was never around Right. And everything. And, and then they were talking about her being in New York. She's like, well, and I... Kevin spoke up. Right. In, in the elevator. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, you know. And then and then when she sees him for the first time, she's, a, you know, jolted by him, you know. And, well, Milton's jolted by Kevin the first time he sees him, too. If yeah. If he paid attention. Like, of, you can tell he's kind of like... He's just studying him. He's yeah. He's taking he's like, a second look yeah, at well, him. Yeah, well, here you are. Thing. Yep. Again, boy, subtle. Yeah, well, all grown up. <laughs> yep, my man. Okay, and okay, and then following up, I mean, in Bilton being the devil, was that really that surprising? No, either? that was not. Okay, well, I mean, oh, the movie's called The Devil's you, Advocate. You kind of <laughs> they even even in the trailers back in the day, they, you know, they kinda, sold it. You yeah, because I remember in the trailer, I believe they even showed like the ending of the movie where like the, the fires going on behind him and shit, and he's screaming. I can't remember, I, but I mean, it was, I, sure. I, I read somewhere where it was basically you you knew what was going to be. I mean, but here's the thing: I mean, you see the movie poster, you see where they're set up, you know right. what it's called. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a devil. If you weren't smartened up to this by this point, at this maybe point, you need to study more movies. At this right. point, it's more of like okay. This is a gimme. I, I, I know what's going to happen. I know the end result. How good a storytelling are you going to do here? And I feel right. like they did pretty good here. I, with a pretty good job here. I honestly right. feel that. Pacino's got some lines in this that are just phenomenal. Yeah. This uh, movie is full of just How much of this moments. do you know if he... Is this all Pacino or is this scripted? I'm just curious. If you you know, I didn't come across that. anything about that, to be honest with you. I there's got to be there, scripted. There's got to be some ad lib. Sure. Yeah, yeah, with probably. Pacino, I feel like there yeah. is. But he does the line, "I go by many names," and Keanu Reeves says, "Satan." Pacino replies, "Call me Dad." You know. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and the way he delivers it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the hand of Mona Lisa's skirt. I'm a surprise. Yeah, that's and totally like, cool. You know, they don't see me coming. You know. Yeah. Um. That, so many fucking great lines, and then I love—I especially love the line when he's like talking about God, and he's like, um, you know, he's like, God it, it gives you instinct is the greatest joke of all time, or mm-hmm. some shit like that. He's when he gave yeah. humans instincts. Yeah, he's like, and he then he sets the rules of it all. He's yeah. like, you know, touch, but don't taste. <laughs> taste. <laughs> Taste don't swallow. swallow. Yeah, look but don't touch. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's fantastic, dude. And he's yep. like, he's like, what is he doing while all this shit's going on? He's laughing his sick fucking ass mm-hmm. off. I swear for his own dude. fucking amusement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like where he says, "I only set the stage; you pull your own strings." Right. On. I like yeah. that. And I love where he's just ranting. He's like, "I'm a fan of man. Yeah. I'm a humanist." Maybe the last humanist. Yep. Yeah, I love it. I mean, that... Oh, that whole scene is very epic. epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At no point in this portrayal do I 
doubt for a second that he isn't 100% in control of the situation. Yeah. I mean... Oh, yeah, dude. Well, I mean... All the way to the end, man. Even though I mean, he says, you know, I, you know, I just set the stage and it's played out by you. It's really not, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's running to roost here. Minus what Kevin does because he's playing, he has to have free will. He has to make the decision. He's playing dirty. It's still within the confines of the rules. He's an honorable man, sure, I yeah. guess, man. But he, he, he takes his liberties. Absolutely, you know he's a he's a but he's all, at the at the end he's I, I don't feel he's wrong. Right, on. I mean he, he said himself, I set the stage, you pull your own strings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you distractions. I'm going to give you, yeah, you know, uh, the uh, lustful, you know, impure thought things. You know, it, it, yeah, yeah. He tries to bait him a bunch, sure, throughout the film, but the but he doesn't judge him. No, no. He doesn't judge you. I never judged you. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Plays it cool, man. Yeah. Yep. And that's the thing. He's so low-key for the whole movie until this end. Like, and it gets over the top, but it's perfect. Yeah, he's it's totally fun. behind the scenes, but he's kind of always there at the same time. I don't know. I kind of compare it to a pot that has, uh, you know, water in it, and it's on the stove, and it's got mm-hmm. a lid, and it's just, it's just slowly boiling, boiling, yeah. boiling, boiling, and then it just starts bubbling over in the lid. It's just going everywhere. And that's what you get here with Pacino. And I think it's great. Oh, dude, he's Clint Eastwood cool from beginning to end. I mean, there's no doubt yeah. about it. Like you said, in total control. Yep. yep. Well, I mean, he's got all these pieces moving, you know, especially with uh, Marianne, you know, at the end, you know, when he pretty much rapes her, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, which I did not see coming. Yeah. Um, she fully goes... She, She's naked at the church and everything. Yes. She's got cuts all over and shit. Dick move. Yeah, dick move, man. Yeah, we're rocking yeah. the boat here. I mean... <laughs> it's pretty intense, dude. Uh, that and, it's your daughter-in-law. That, that <laughs> yeah, much. I guess so. <laughs> Keanu Reeves gets pretty uh, familiar well, I mean, with the family here in the end. Yeah, too. well, that's yeah. what that's what dad wants. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Father knows best, right? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Hot button pushed here, hard. <laughs> yep. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break right here. So, during the showdown with the devil scene, I'm going to label it as, where does this Pacino monologue um, slash rant rate for you all time? I mean... As far as Pacino and movies? Pacino's had a bunch of monologues and rants Mm -hmm. throughout time. Right. Which one's your... Is this your favorite one? For, I mean, Pacino films? It's, It's hard to go against Scarface. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. For as a personal favorite, I love the what they refer to as the "piece with inches" speech in the uh, Any Given Sunday, oh, where right he's the on, head yeah. coach, the yeah. halftime speech. That's good. I love that. Dog Day Afternoon. Yep. Mm. Remember Dave? Yeah, I didn't like it. Don't get me started <laughs> on that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you weren't a fan. Two out of ten. Not rewatching it ever. But no, the Godfather. I mean, he's. Yeah, many many lines and speeches. I, for me, I, I feel like this is probably number two behind Scarface, and then I'd probably put the Peace with Inches speech at three. Right on. Are we not including Carlito's way in this conversation? Ah, see, I was kind of, I was going to hold off on that myself, but uh, I was going to mention it. <laughs> There's so many. Man. I Carlito's can't. Way. It's hard. That's hard. That's a hard Carlito question. Legante. I don't know if I could encompass an entire monologue from one scene 
and Carlito's way that yeah. compares to this, but his entire, you know, the whole thing, final yeah. product in Carlito's way as a whole, I have to rank above this. Okay. Not to mention Heat. Oh, but Scarface is number one all day. Yeah, heat, yeah, it's it's in the in the four spot. If, That's a good question, man. I don't know. It's hard to rank. It is. It's tough. I I have I have a high appreciation of of this, but this is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's another grand slam. It's yeah. one of those moments of like you know being a fan of movies. You're just like, oh my god, this is so good. Yeah, this is so good. You you just know you're getting somebody that's going all out, you know, for their craft, and that's just I appreciate the hell out of that. Uh, but what was your other question? Best? Oh, um, who had the best cinematic? Portrayal of uh, Satan. For me personally, <coughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, this could be number one. Best Satan. I, I I will say there's there's two that I came up with that I that I don't know they kind of stand out for me personally, and they're all pretty much of the time. But Peter Stormare and Constantine. Oh man, it's a very untraditional take. Damn, I didn't even but think it about was that. Good. That was great. That it was, was really, really good. good. I really like that. And I concur. even with Keanu Reeves, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Constantine. It's a good movie. Um, good and show. the other one, I mean, you can say what you want about the movie, but I enjoyed it. I saw it in the theaters. I, it's, I don't know, it's a popcorn movie for me. But uh, End of Days, Gabriel Byrne. With Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, I know, I good know movies. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him better, and I like Schwarzenegger in it. I hear you. Okay, he's good. That's he's charismatic. He's he's sly. He I, I don't know. I liked it. I have an appreciation. They pay in comparison. I'll be honest with you to Pacino here. And to answer your question honestly, I would say this is probably my favorite. Right, the best best devil yeah. ever. Yeah. I would say Tim Curry from Legend. Mm. Um, that's a pretty sweet devil. I think the but still, I like sell yeah, that. yeah. I mean, no discredit to Sam Curry. When I'm looking he's at awesome. a devil, you know, I want that kind the of look as well. You know, but if you're not going for that style, which that could be what kind of they were trying to do with the CGI and all that shit, you know, is give them that, you know, like a transformation into that. You know, they get like they, they did with Gabriel Byrne and in right. But yeah. see, in this movie, it was very subtle. He was is more angelic. It was angelic. You know, once he, you know, they show his true form yeah. of, say, I, of Lucifer and yeah. shit, you know. No, and I like that. And I like yeah, the fact it that cool. it looked like Keanu. Cool. But no, I think, you know, another, I'd say those are my top two. That's cool. Tim Curry's uh, legend. That's a good mention, yeah. One thing I wanted to ask was, why does Kevin go back to Florida in the bathroom at the courthouse during the Getty's case after he shoots himself? And why isn't he and Marianne dead? The devil at this point is resetting the clock mm-hmm. because he needs him eventually, and he's going to play a different way to use him in the future and not reveal himself because he's got you know because vanity mm-hmm. you know is his favorite sin, and he likes to portray different people and be. A thousand different places at once. Yeah, you know, a bunch of different places at once. He's an influencer. Yeah. So I think he's going to play a different angle. Yeah. At the end of this film. He's that important. That's what I took from it. 
He's slow playing it. Yes. Yeah. He's got all the time in the world, dude. You know? Yeah. yeah he lost. literally does. Kevin's alive, you know? I mean, he's taking the uh, the old saying, like, I brought you in this world, I'll take you out, to a literal statement. Yeah. Like, he, he straight up tells me, like, he's like, I've had, I've, I've had a bunch of kids. Count Most of them kids. sucked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, You're you an two, anomaly. you yeah. two, y'all were special. <laughs> so special, I'm going to need you to bang right here. I'm going to need you to... <laughs> Do your sister. It gets a little weird, man, but I think that's... I, <laughs> no, I was immediately like, are we it's really biblical. going It's here? biblical shit. You oh, know? It's, they used to do that shit all the time, you know? Back in, yeah. well, in, supposedly, in the Bible days. Man, it's all button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's taboo, man. <laughs> do you think this is a comparable situation to like a Rosemary's Baby? Type movie, I mean, it would have if they had continued on with that scene. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, because you're talking about, yeah. I mean, the Antichrist, right? Is at it, this point, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, he's debatable. Like, yeah, that's this... great. I love. That's <laughs> another. <laughs> he's like, whatever, <laughs> dude. It's so good. God, yeah, yes. Man, Pacino's. He's money in this. Yeah, as this character. Yep. He's on point, man. He is. So, do you think so? I feel like this could have been derived from Rosemary's Baby. I mean, they could have pulled a little bit like this story and said, "Oh, I can think of a different way to go with that that would be even cooler." I don't know. Wow, well, a reinterpretation, maybe. I don't know. That's a thought I had. Yeah. No, you're right. you're on to something. I mean, like it's yeah. We're talking about bringing in the Antichrist is what yeah. we refer to it. Yeah. Sure. All right, guys. So. I gotta ask, the devil in this movie, obviously vanity is his favorite sin. Which actually isn't one of the sins. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a derivative. Derivative of what? Of, I don't know, I'd say pride. Yeah, yeah. It's a different name for the same thing. Yeah, you're right. So, I don't know. Yeah, he says vanity is... Vanity it's sounds, an extension. It sounds better. It's an extension, and it does sound better. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so that's his favorite sin. What yeah. is y'all's favorite sin? Oh, what, what's, what's what's your favorite sin? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my to, favorite sin. To favorite, do you mean one I'm most adapted to, or one <laughs> no? What's I strive for more? The one you most enjoy. Because <laughs> hmm. here's the thing: everybody enjoys sin. Everybody. Everybody indulges in something of it. We all dabble. Yeah. Nobody's uh, perfect. Nobody's perfect. It's you know. This is a great question, man. I don't think you realize how it's deep for uh, us a little bit, but I can honestly I kinda gotta go with uh, the devil's favorite son here, man. Vanity. It it drives us, in my opinion, to be better because at the end of the day, you want to leave that impression on the people you love that you were the, you lived the best life you could. You did the most you could. You provided the best you could. You you know, right you hit on. all the targets. So in that sense, you become vain. You're like, I have to be perfect so that I'm remembered as perfect in other people that I yeah. love's eyes. And so I guess vanity. for me, vanity is pretty strong. It's It's... That's where I ask the question, is it what we strive for or is it what we enjoy? Because that isn't really an enjoyable sin because you're working really 
hard to make, you know. Well, he clearly asked, right what's your favorite sin? Your favorite. It's like your favorite color. Your I mean, favorite but if it's ice the cream one, flavor. If it's the one thing you can't favorite sin. turn off, then it must be your favorite. Okay. Even though it's it's a denial thing where you're like, oh, gosh, I wish I wasn't, you know, so worried about that all the time. Okay. It seems it seems oh, arrogant, but it's it's in the same vein as what I'm saying is you're not doing it so much as for yourself. It's not a selfishness. It's an act of I want to be remembered as something you know special. No, okay. is that vanity? No, yeah, yeah. Okay, is. then that's yeah. where I. I'm yeah, weakness. I mean, it's, that's it's, my weakness. I mean, it's, well, I mean, because I think what pride there's is. There's nothing it's a wrong with it, though. You know, wanting to be remembered. Sure, but you know, and, I mean, if that's what you're going for, but but at what cost? That's the, I think that's I what that. that's true. Every yeah. sin has a price, a toll, yeah. and that's where this gets ugly, even though it's meant to be, you know, positive. These are, these are, there's bad with every good. Absolutely. What do you think, man? What do you got? For me, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I think you got to pair up favorite and the one you're best at. Is being one and the same because if it's the thing that you're best at, you strive the hardest for. Why wouldn't? Well, I'm not gonna say you strive. Well, you I don't mean, have it just, to. Sometimes it comes naturally. Yeah, it, it's a, it's an innate ability. <laughs> Unwillingly, it just, it just right. happens. But yeah. if you enjoy it because it's so natural to you, sure. You yeah. know, and and I I think the one that I'm best at, gluttony. I hear you. The overindulgence of insert whatever. Here in this blank spot, yeah. I will have some, some, and some more. Yeah, but there's not a with difference. everything. And if you got some but... more after that, I'll, I'll take some home with me. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'll not let... necessarily about food, obviously. Right? You know, it's just we also need to separate that from an addiction, though. That's not necessarily to say, you know, I mean, every person has a a control or a inability to control. Yeah, and therefore, you know, I mean, we all have responsibility. Well, I mean, and some it's of us not, are accountable, and some of us aren't. I mean, it, it it could be to anything. I mean, it could be an it's just it's just an overindulgence. Yeah, it in, is. In it any is. one thing, I mean, like I could oh, be watching too much movie, drinking too much beer, masturbating too much. Crisco. Yeah. I, I have an addiction to Crisco. Yeah, food. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a bad word saying it's an addiction. It is an addiction, though. But it's, it's an overindulgence. That's a nicer yeah. way to say it. Yeah, there's a separation there. You're right. No, but that's... But that, that needs to be yeah. <laughs> understood, too. Yeah, it's a fine People line. need to be accountable and responsible. Sure. But yeah, I, I feel like for me, I mean, obviously I've crossed that line from overindulgence into where it's like, dude, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> right. You know? Uh, but obviously I've swayed back, you know, to the more in line of what society feels is okay, you know. But <laughs> yeah, uh, gluttony. Well, I'd have to concur with the mayor, and gluttony is my favorite as well. I am a damn pig, and I don't look it, but I really am. I eat a shit ton of food all the time. (laughs) It doesn't show. Well, I know. It shows on me. I know, but I really really do, man. I mean, I (laughs) I weigh 180 pounds. I mean, and I shouldn't. I I mean, I got got a belly. You're like the type of person I hate. Yeah. I had two pieces of pizza tonight. But I eat a shit ton of food. It shows, and it's ridiculous. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it was only two pieces of pizza, though. You assholes can eat six or 12. At night, I'll have Chanel make me... Dude, literally, I'll I'll have her take a whole sleeve of, pe- of crackers. And 
and she'll t make peanut butter crackers, a whole sleeve of them, and I will eat every fucking bit of them. And I'll usually have some fruit snacks and some chips, all that shit. That's a, that's just for bedtime oh, and man. stuff, and it's ridiculous. That's dude. your nightcap. That is my nightcap, and uh, it's not what good. What do you gotta do to get to this point? What do you mean? Succeed in that? Because, I mean, if I did that, yeah, this would even get worse. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I eat dinner and all that shit? And mm -hmm. I, I eat three squares a day. I don't know. But, yeah, gluttony. I, I, but I enjoy it. And um, I don't know. I, just, I like food. It's good. I'm gluttonous in other aspects, too, I guess. Um, I, I enjoy my collections of things. Oh, I'm big, God, yeah. I'm a big collector oh, that's of one we definitely VHS. Oh, that's you know, uh, lunch boxes. I want all of it, and it's yeah. and I can't. I have a hard time walking away from those things, especially when I see it. When I when I physically see it, I'm like, it could be mine. Yeah. It should be mine. It got it's mine. mine. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, make it mine. Yeah. Guess, I can, guess no, what? Yeah. Guess what, Chanel? <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> guess what I bought? Yeah. With it. Yeah, and well, I'm gluttonous with that, you know. And yeah, that's know. a that's another good one. It's ridiculous. I can absolutely say that my number two is gluttony. You guys have convinced me. It's my solely favorite, though, man. I, yes, I enjoy it. It's I, the one I'm best at. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I won't so it's got to be my favorite. I have, well, it's one I'm best, <laughs> second best at. I think. A <laughs> couple things here. I just wanted to ask. One, what genre is this movie? Drama, thriller, drama. Okay. Drama thriller. Horror? Suspense. Certainly no horror. way. No Zero. horror. Don't Suspense. start that lighthouse shit with me, pal. Suspenseful. It'll fly. <laughs> or the Joker. <laughs> it either is or it isn't. Are there people that say that's they consider it to be horror? Which? No, I'm asking. The Joker or yes. Lighthouse? No, the Joker. Mm, the Joker. Absolutely. People really? think that's horror. But no, that, it is not but horror. But this movie is not horror. So it's like a suspense Drama thriller, yes, okay. Exactly. But it's IMDb, no, it's a drama suspense that. thriller. IMDb has it also as a mystery. I don't, I don't mm. see that. No, because there's not really not much the way mystery. they market it. No, <laughs> nope. I say drama suspense thriller. If you can take the okay. stickers off a Rubik's cube and put them back in the right place, <laughs> then this movie isn't hard to figure out. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, one thing. Okay, the uh, the reporter Larry. Uh, in Florida at the courtroom I always thought that dude looked like Bon Jovi <laughs> yeah I can see it I see it it's not a little bit uh, his, his name is actually Neil Jones but like he just kind of looked like a short haired Bon Jovi well I mean we have anything else or are we ready to head into the uh, wrap ups and uh, ratings right, so let's wrap it up boys let's wrap that shit up B. let's do it you want me to go first sure buddy bring I'll it get, I'll get it out of the way I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and and put it to you. Ring that bell. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed having, you know, like a certified nostalgic award, you know, on the podcast where we decide, you know, if a movie all three of us agree on is an eight or above. Right. Is is in that category. And uh, this is one I feel like we were all pretty pretty high on. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... I'm going to have to be honest with you. As much as I wanted to put it in that, 
This is a 7.5 for me <laughs> at the best. Oh, this is for Halloween too, isn't it? No, this has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I am being smart. Listen to me. I'm being this is a spiteful 7.5. No, it isn't. I, that's the thing. Like, I seriously considered this for days. I'm not being spiteful. This movie is a legit 7 to 7.5 for me at best. Why? It's just not it's it's the pacing, it's the longevity of it. It's too long. It's too much Keanu Reeves accent that is distracting to me. <laughs> and and those two things drop it just below that to where I can't redeem it. I cannot even the amount of Charlie Theron's tits yeah. do not put Rush. it to an eight. It's it's really You get full frontal. Connie Nielsen. Connie Nielsen boob. Tamara Tootie boob. It's pressing for me to put it at 7.5 because of the length of this movie. And then, uh, yeah. If they, I swear I to God, what I you're swear saying, to God, man. if there was a producer's cut of this or director's cut of this, something that was an hour and 40 minutes max, I might have an 8.0 rating on this. But that I hear you, extra man. distance. The, on the pacing, because I, that I've heard that's, if there is a detractor to this movie from uh, the masses. It is... They get the really length. into the, the, if the I, trial. If I know. absolutely fucking loved this movie, but you gotta have I could thing. accept more time if it wasn't necessary. But I don't absolutely love this fucking movie. It's... But you gotta enough. have that build-up time, man, for her to have her breakdown and all that mm-hmm. shit. You know, She's phenomenal in this. And yes, Al Pacino yeah, is phenomenal in this. And Keanu Reeves is... Good in this. Okay, That's, I respect that. He's the reason that it's below an eight, though. Did he the have to have the, the accent? Yeah, he's from Florida. It doesn't Gainesville. matter. That's deep. I understand where that is. Here's the like thing. Doesn't mean you're going to have an accent like, yeah, that. like the Bayou or some shit. It, Not really. Here's the thing. It's hard for me to answer this out. because I can't answer it fairly. But had I, if you were to ask me, had I seen, if I had never seen a Keanu Reeves movie before this. I could have maybe been convinced of his accent. Yeah. It's not that he did a bad job. It's just that Keanu Reeves' voice is typecast <laughs> to me. And because of that typecasting, yes. Yeah. Firstly, it is that. Okay. And then, but I do think, honestly, in, in that perspective, what I said, when you hear his voice in something like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, before you hear his voice in this, it's so significant that it's distracting. Fair enough, man. I get that. And I think I get that it. alone changes my opinion. And if it and if I seen this movie first, and this was my first impression of Keanu Reeves, <laughs> it may have been a different answer. But what about Point Break. I don't remember he that had it, being he had it, he had it noticeable there. in that. But no, he had that like. It wasn't. But he was supposed to have that surfer. Surfer. Uh, He was surfer, <laughs> dude. It wasn't southern. No, it was more believable than that. The southern accent in this, to me. Okay. But Bill, I get and, that. Bill and Ted uh, hippie stoner sound voice is is his voice you know, <laughs> to me forever. That's right. the first thing you seen him in, right? Yeah, seven point five for King of the Road. Seven point five. Guys, man. I really feel like I was negligent in not being able to You're push us over the certified nostalgic border. But your hangups, they're 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 there. They're it, worthy. It's they're absolutely worthy. unspiteful. It actually I, hurt me to not be able to push it over the line. It I did. bet it did. Slightly. All you have to do is say, it's an eight. <laughs> I know. I just fucking can't. Not, just send it through. I can't. I, 
<laughs> Send the paperwork through, buddy. Come on. Nah. Come on. 7.5. All right. From the kid. Good on you, man. I get you. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I enjoy this movie a little bit more than Dave, obviously. Um, like I said, this is this is the best devil ever created besides uh, Tim Curry's legend. No, 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 no. <laughs> not, not, not Mel Brooks. The non-existent one. I can get past the Keanu Reeves talk, but it is annoying. Mm. Um, it, it does not match up. I, I totally agree with Dave. Bill and Ted, Sex and you know, Ted Theodore Logan is sounds that's that's my that's my key on it. It's, it hurts hearing a wildly different voice from him in something else before you hear this. Yeah, Charlie Theron though, man, she she really hits it oh, in this one. Yeah, the mom, you're right, Mayor. She was very pushy. But she captured, she captivated the role really well. Right. This movie is completely unsettling at times. Pushes the envelope. It goes to multiple times. Um, yeah. Multiple times, yeah. Even with the Moyes case and stuff, you know. Yeah. That's that's taboo shit. Oh, you it know. Immediately made me unsettled. This is okay. That's what this guy does. Farming he has animals. to do this. This is. But his I did job. think it was pretty cool that he was able to, you know, silence the prosecuting attorney. He yeah. just needed his name. Huge, right? He just needed his name. Yep. He's like, I got a big old ton. Mm. Some nails. Some nails. I'm going to shut hand- this fucker up. I'm going to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> no, this this movie's very well written. Um, directed well. I'm glad that they cut back on the CGI. Al Pacino is correct, completely correct on that. It is long. It is it is too long. They need to trim it up a little bit. I don't know what you'd cut. I don't know where you'd begin. Because I because I don't really get lost in this movie, you know. I'm I'm with it all the way. Because of the fact that Charlie Theron is able to, you know, break down. I want to see her how the steps again, you know how because she was so happy in the beginning, and she just it, it's just a big ass breakdown. Question on that, real quick, because I feel like that there, you know, the one complaint with this movie is is that it is too long. I do feel like her character arc, as far as her breakdown, I felt like it was maybe a little rushed. Really? A little bit. But here's the thing. There's a lot of mouths to feed with this movie because Absolutely. you got to, you know, you, you got to focus in on, going on, right. You got to, fo- and, and, and it's integral the to the movie. Of, uh, Al Pacino and the devil and, and everything. I mean, and I don't know uh, the numbers on this, but I'd be curious to see what the original cut was this. And I dare to say it was well over three hours. Oh, Christ. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, would you not watch it? If absolutely it not. No, this would definitely like, decrease nope, my rating. No. You're you're definitely past my line on <laughs> hours okay. already. No, and I get that. And I and it's, it is a valid argument. I mean, but again, if it's something say. you absolutely love, if this movie connects with you on every friggin' spot on the it radar, doesn't. it doesn't. Or at least 9 out of 10 of them, then that movie justifies this time length. I just it just was a little long. Okay, I get that the, the uh, I get that the biblical aspect is needed, but the incest at you know road. I'm not a big fan of that shit. It's ever. weird, you know. It is very did weird, especially it? when you're like, you know, promoting it and right. watching it and all that shit, and it's just it's just fucking. Does weird, that man. stuff move the needle on the upping the ante of where we're at here? Though, I mean, is it necessary? 
I kind of feel oh, like it that, is. Well, I don't know. Just to bring the Antichrist into the world, yeah, you know, I, I mean, guess it is. Just to make it more vile? I guess so, yeah. Uh-huh. Like I said, biblical. We're trying to encroach you know? on boundaries here to sell this, yeah. I, I guess so. They pushed the envelope. Yeah, they did. I, I respect it, but it, yeah. it was unsettling for me at sure. times. I think it was supposed so, to be, though. So th- that actually has a big factor in my rating. Um, this one just ekes in at an eight though for me it's an eight because of the unsettledness of it okay there's some tones mm-hmm. but i mean i but i respect the hell out of this movie and i love it it is a good fucking movie and i'll watch it many times in the future you yeah. know it's a movie that I'll, it's tons of rewatchability yeah coming back for me, so yeah it's one of those if you catch it you're yeah i don't know it's i i leave it on that channel yeah yeah i, nah, I don't like watching it cut i won't do that I need to watch it uncut. It's background fodder. I'll allow it. But to like sit there just to watch, yeah. You lose a lot. Yeah. Right on. But yeah, an 8 out of 10 for the Lord. Well, for me, this entire cast ensemble from top to bottom, it's just top notch. Pacino, he's fantastic. Is Milton, Satan, yes. Dad. Yes. <laughs> uh He's over the top when he needs to be, mostly at the end. But for the most part, he really plays this role chill and low-key. And I like that. I like that a lot. I like that he drew it back. Because this that's what this movie is. It's like it's its that slow build yeah. to where you just get and it's just, just boom. All at the end. And I don't know. I, I think that's a part of this the charm of this movie where it sells. Yeah, he's cool hand Luke from A to Z, man. Yep. Until that end. Yeah. Where he's got to show his hand. He's like, all right. I mean, Even after it. <laughs> yeah. Know, he's, yeah. Well, at this point, I mean, you know, you drove the woman, you know, his wife to suicide and all that shit. And, yep. What, I mean, at that point, <laughs> you got to show your cards. All in. Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, we didn't really discuss the fact heavily that, I mean, he never gives up. This is this is a non-ending yeah. story. I yeah. Mean, round two. <laughs> you yeah. know, ding, ding, ding. But I, I really, uh, the scene at Eddie Barzoon's funeral where Milton, he's standing at the back of the yeah, congregation yeah. and he's like looking up and he's like taunting with his finger over the bowl of holy water and yeah. his facial expression. It's fucking epic. And it's it awesome. epic. It's so awesome. Because then he sticks it in and it's bubbling over. Yes. Smoke and shit's coming from his face. And that's right and when that uh, guy that was telling, you know, yeah, Kevin. The Weaver yeah, the Weaver. Yeah, the Weaver, yeah. He gets hit. With, it just, I don't know. That That's a scene that really stands out to me, obviously. Of, it might be my favorite besides the finale. I really like that. Yeah. I just, it's, oh, just, it's Pacino. What can you say? Accent aside, Keanu Reeves in this movie, upon first watch, he made me a believer that, like, He's legit. Like, he's good. He's not just, you know, like his one-trick pony where he's one-dimensional and he's just this comedic stoner type, you know. Right. Um, Took a serious role. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he took a serious role. And, I mean, and he went big with it. You know, I mean, he had to, he had to, uh, the scene where he, where Marianne kills herself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah. that was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. I mean, he. I fell for him. He's like, he he lost his shit. He went to a place, man. Yeah. Seriously, like I said, accent aside, this was the movie. That's made, his best scene. That's his movie? best scene. You think so? Keanu Reeves's? Yeah. I think it's noteworthy. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if it's yeah. the best scene, but it's worth mentioning, absolutely. I don't think it's the best scene in the whole movie. I think it, what I'm saying is it's the best his acted best scene acted by scene. Keanu Reeves. Okay, all right. That's what I'm saying. Um, but Shirley's Theron, same thing. I mean, she proved that she was more than just a pretty face on film. Yeah. I mean, I think she showed her chops. I mean, she was she was exceptional here. She really I almost was. want to say she's 50-50 with Al Pacino. She's really close. She's 49-51, if, <laughs> if nothing else. That's it's a good trifecta. I hear, yeah. It's a good trifecta. That, that's how I rank it. Yeah, yeah. Chino, it really Theron, is. Keanu. And then yeah. you got you got Jeffrey Jones and you got Craig T. Nelson. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, this oh man, it's a good cast. Good cast. Um, Hackford, he certainly saved the best for last in this. From the time Kevin enters Milton's penthouse, it is amazing. It's the best thing about this movie, besides Pacino and just random scenes, just doing Pacino things. And the effects of that stonework behind. Trippy as fuck. Yeah. That was cool as shit. Yeah. yeah. It's a little dated. I think that is a little dated. You think the so? Way, but I think it's it still, still plays well. I, it's No, it's cool. I still like it because I remember I the way I when I saw it the first time, I was like, wow, that is trippy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember when I first seen the painting on the wall, I, I felt like there was something odd about it and something that was important and foreshadowing, but I didn't expect that i guess yeah. i was just kind of like aware of it right like mm, that seems important everything I'm not sure why alive but yeah. yeah and then when that scene happens yeah then you're like yep, that it's was cool important. at the beginning of the scene you know the 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 the, the wall is only you, if you watch it there's only subtle movements like the, the swirls yeah. will shift just a yeah. little bit and stop just as you go as you go along in the in the ranting of the devil yeah. and everything, like you know, did I just... it intensifies and everything, yep. you know, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. I really enjoy this slow build of paranoia, obsession, and yes. greed yeah. <laughs> that crescendos at this scene in Milton's penthouse. It's perfect, and it's the same thing with the subtleties of that sculpture, whatever it is yeah. there behind his desk. It's just it's a little bit, and then it's just like the more. You know, the more negative energy, it just mm-hmm. like it fuels it, and just it, it's I, it's a it's perfect. I I love the dynamic here that we get with religion mixed with lawyers. It's a very fascinating. I think it's a perfectly mismatched combo. I love that line too, man. He's like, you know, the um, there's more lawyers in law school. There's more people in law school than there are yep. lawyers on the planet. It's yep. great. Yeah, I love it. The nihilist in me likes how Kevin, and you kind of touched on this, King, he won the battle yeah. this time. But he didn't win the all-out war because the devil always gets his due. Oh, absolutely. And I knew from the first time I saw this, I knew it was something special. And at the very least, it was a really good movie. Uh, that was unexpected, but mm-hmm. in all actuality, this is a sneaky, great movie, in my opinion. The slow build doesn't affect me. I think it adds to it for me personally, because you do get that descent into madness with mm-hmm. Marianne, yep. and you get to see the moral compass going astray with Kevin, the more he's getting you know, drawn into this lifestyle in New York City. This is a nine out of ten for me. Nine out of ten. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy this movie. I've always enjoyed this movie, and upon more and more viewings, it's I've 
gain more of an appreciation for because of the subtleties. Yeah. And then obviously the performance of Pacino is just top it's, notch. It's right where it needs to be. Top notch. Um, real quick, uh, any uh, recent watches that we've gotten in that we want to talk about? Uh, I watched Offerings the other night. Offerings? Yeah. Okay. Good. It's pretty good. Not too bad. All right. A little slasher. Okay. Anybody notable in it? Huh? No, no, nobody notable. <laughs> low budget. Good. Matt, low budget. Matt had come up with somebody notable in it, it, and I'd be like, "Who the fuck are you talking about?" It's, it's B rated. <laughs> no man. idea. It's fun though. I enjoy my cheesy, Hell yeah. cheesy horror. That's cool. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Offerings. Check it out. Cool. Is that a Christmas movie? No, it is not okay. a Christmas movie. Even though it's got a box. Okay, I looked it all on, on the front IMDb. And on the cover, it's not a Christmas movie by any means. Okay. <laughs> Alright, cool. Uh, something I got to here very recently was the uh, In Search of Darkness horror oh, dude, documentary. Yeah, yeah we shared a copy of that out. just because that's a hard one to get. It was written directed by David A. Weiner and just a little NHP facts here. There's actually ten movies that we've reviewed that were discussed at length specifically during this documentary. And then there were another eight movies, maybe nine, that we've reviewed that were at least mentioned or were visually plugged in somehow. Mm -hmm. We're just product of the 80s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've done a lot of 80s, I know. We need to do some <laughs> 70s. Yeah. 60s even. We need to, we need to yeah. dip back, man. We need to do some... Yeah. Get really fucking nostalgic, dude. Oh, yeah. There's what do you think, Hitchhikers? You want some nostalgia? <laughs> oh, Let's go get some super nostalgia. Get deep nostalgia. There you go. We are deep nostalgia. Oh, are deep. <laughs> We're going back to 1897 this week. <laughs> <laughs> With roots. <laughs> it's only We're a review roots. Now. Oh my God, <laughs> it's only a four minute film because it's a flip book. <laughs> it took them two years to put together. Oh my gosh. But go silent. <laughs> Oh it's my god! We'll Matt films. won't watch it because it's yeah. So I won't watch it. Fuck that guy. Yep. I'm an <laughs> asshole. I am. But anyways, this In Search of Darkness documentary, I loved it. I adored this. Uh, I was happy as a pig in slop for four and a half glorious hours while <laughs> I watched this. Yeah, man. I loved it too. You're everything you're saying it, checks out. I'm gonna borrow it. And we'll yeah, watch it, so. you get on it and and I love the way they have it broken down it goes into each individual year so if you leave off you know at a it's mm -hmm. it's easy to pick right back up um and I'll I'll go ahead and say this um the mayor and, provided a copy to this village just so we know oh, he purchased it <laughs> and it came on time a lot of people's I guess didn't come on time yeah there's still people waiting and <laughs> you, got you got it man. waiting and yeah. as soon as you watched it I'm like dude next <laughs> my hand was raised no, but seriously, uh, with all the horror documentaries, horror movie documentaries that I've seen, for this to be as new as it is, and I'm going to go ahead and I'll say it, this is the best horror movie documentary there is out there. Really? It is. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying it. It is. You're saying it too? Dude, dude yeah, it popped, it popped a new cherry. I was wow. like, yes. Definitive. Okay. Right. Definitive. Yes. There were some movies they didn't discuss that I wish they would have, but there were sure. some movies that they did discuss that I didn't expect, and I was like... Well, that's fucking cool. <laughs> they they, Dude, they brought that up. They could put out another four-hour documentary and call it, you know, In Search of Darkness Part 2. The and I'd watch it. And I would fucking absolutely watch it. Yeah. And it could be the shittiest movies of the 80s, and I would still watch it. They did a very good job of pre presenting these products. Man. Yeah. 
Hmm. It's it's an absolute must see if you're a fan or if you just want to learn more about oh, all yeah. that there is of eighties horror. It's history class, man. It is. It is a ten out of ten. This is a perfect documentary. And if you ever go to when a history you, class you wanna <laughs> enjoy, that's it. Yeah. I'm telling you, hitchhikers, whenever you get the opportunity to get your hands on this and watch it, I don't know if you're able to block off a whole four and a half hours of a block of time like that in your life, but Again, like I said, the way they have it formatted, it's it's it easy to pick up. This is glorious. You got to watch it. Must After see. five minutes, you will make time for that four hours and twenty minutes. I promise yep. you. And there's extras. I haven't even watched the extras yet. Did you put those on? No. No, we got to we got to check out the extras. That's probably got a couple of those movies we didn't check out. It might be. Yeah. Psycho Cop on there. <laughs> it could be. Sweet. They uh they uh. There was a visual plug of the children. Was there? Yeah. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, for a moment I was thinking like, oh shit. That's one, of the, that's one of the coolest things about it. Like, it focuses on the movie poster that they're going to talk about next, but it's amongst other movie posters right. that you're like, so you're like ooh. Oh, which one is that? You're like, is it this? Like, oh, oh my god. No, we're going to this one. And you're checking it out on your phone while they're talking about this one. Like, yep, uh, I need to see that movie too. <laughs> yep. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's great, dude. Yeah. Okay, so uh, hitchhiker shout outs. That's a thing now. We've gotten to that point. We know a couple of people. Yeah. 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 We need uh, shout outs. But uh, this one, it comes from Twitter. It's at Duke Skywalker. He sent out a tweet stating at Highway NHP, one of my favorite podcasts. Love the whole Halloween series review. How freaking cool is that? Yeah. No doubt. That was awesome. That was one of our favorites to do. Yeah, it was. Uh. I mean, thank you, Duke. I mean, we we aim to please, and we're pumped that you enjoyed it, it and Duke? the show. Is it Duke or Dirk? Duke. Duke. Skywalker. Duke with, Skywalker. With a couple extra R's at the I end. I can respect that. Yeah, I know. Coming from, you know, the Lord. You're on country. the dark side, yeah, then, bro. Well, of course. <laughs> the Lord. Still, every, oh, yeah, <laughs> every, every dark side has to have a light side to combat. Yeah. There's always hey. two. I take okay. the rebel scum side of this battle, so we well, are at odds. <laughs> that's fine. You will fucking. I side with you Duke. will meet your demise. I side with Duke Skywalker <laughs> in this argument. Uh, <laughs> Matt, you and I went and seen an amazing band last Friday. Yes, we did. All right, this is Rat Tail from oh, yeah. our area. Yep. And dude, people need to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. a good show, man. If, it was if, fun. They're they're playing actually at the Vortex in Akron on February seventh, and if you are in that area. By all means, give them a chance if you like heavy metal. Jerry LaRue is or, a very talented guitar player. Even uh, a yeah. shout-out to, uh, what was it, Signals and uh, Boldly Go. They were the other two yes. bands that opened up. They two were, righteous bands yeah, also. They were they were fun to hear. They were they were good. Well done. Well, Hitchhikers, if you're living anywhere near Akron, Akron go check it out. Get yeah. your asses there. Vortex, yeah, guys. February, February 7th. 7th. Yeah, right Rat Tail. Check them out, man. They're on Facebook. They've got the Instagram. Yep, they're on Twitter. The tweeters. Yeah, they're they're into all that. And dude, (laughs) these guys, these guys are characters, man. You'll you'll enjoy their their banter, and then they have a lot of fun at their show. So yeah, yeah, you can tell they enjoy what they do. Yeah. For those of you that are tuned into Nostalgia Highways uh, Facebook and Twitter accounts, uh, this announcement won't really be new. Uh, but for those of you that aren't into the whole social media bit, and I can't honestly say that I don't blame you, one of our own hitchhikers, uh, the OG hitchhiker, do we call him? That? No, just he's an OG. He's an JR. OG. <laughs> Justin Ramsey. Yeah, he's just I mean, OG. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool cat. He's old school. Yeah. Yeah. Hitchhiker super fan. He uh, does the work and gets it done. Yeah, he does. Well, he's actually kicked off a uh, new group page on Facebook called Nerdier Retro Video Gaming and Collecting. It's a super cool page. Uh, just a laid-back group that focuses more on discussions and sharing instead of so much with the buying and selling and trading. Yep. Um, yeah, just chat. Just general conversation. Yep. Just about anything nerd, super, retro, and gaming. Yep, just super, super cool fun. way to just... Uh, really get nostalgic and remember stuff that you played on and played with that you've forgotten about. I've engaged a couple of times. I just dropped my uh, favorite PC game collection the other day on his site. Yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I saw that Leisure Dude. Suit Lair. I was like, you're damn right you did. I spent some time on that. I just picked out my favorites of the series, though. I never picked. I never said, oh, like Leisure Suit Larry 3 is better than Leisure Suit Larry right. 6 or blah, blah, blah. No. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, if... if Old school video gaming is your thing. You got to check out Nerdier Retro Video Gaming and Collecting group page on Facebook. And also, uh, all of us here on the highway want to extend our warmest and most sincere get well wishes to Justin, who injured his left ankle during the Christmas holiday. I guess he uh, had a high ankle sprain on top of a uh, fracture. So, pretty nasty stuff. Get up, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you. <laughs> You're going to eat lightning and crap thunder. <laughs> Get your ass up and get fucking going. All right. <laughs> no, uh, we love you, bro. But for real, though, man, get well. Uh, last I heard, uh, he, he did make it back to work. I guess he's still in, like, kind of a light, limited duty situation. But uh, he seems to be progressing Don't get technical about well. it. We're, we're getting along. That's good. We'll call yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing. Uh, for anyone that is planning on attending Whorehound Weekend this March 20th to 22nd in Cincinnati, Ohio... And if you have any interest at all in meeting the guys behind the voices of Nostalgia Highway... That's us. That is us. Be- <laughs> because we're going to be there again. We are. Yeah, we'll be there. Whorehound. Because freaking Robert England is headlining this motherfucker. And, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, definitely. Oh, dude. It's ep- I mean, he, I think for all three of us, he's been one of the big feather in the caps like he he we well i like nightmare get. over i like the nightmare series over halloween so mm-hmm. you know it's my favorite series yeah yeah this is gonna be pretty epic so man I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it yep and i know the kane's working on an art project for us we can oh keep man it. we gotta keep it it's a, Dude, it's a personal thing yeah i got so, something so unique for robert england to sign that I, I cannot wait to reveal it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty epic, man. He's never signed one of these before. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. This is definitely one of a kind. Yeah, if you want to hit us up at the Whorehound, we're going to be there. We'll be yep. at the after party. We don't know who's playing that show yet. They always have an yeah. act. Last year they had uh, Unknown Henson. And that which was is, awesome. You know, Dude, that was so cool. Early from Squidbillies. Yep. Hell yeah. You know, and that yep. guy was funny as fuck. <laughs> he could play <laughs> yeah, guitar. Yeah. Dude, you, you think that's just a comic character on Adult Swim. No, he that guy can fucking rock his ass off yes, on a guitar. Can. I mean, better than anybody I know. Yeah, that, was an aw- that was an awesome show. If you I, like Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix yeah. shit. Now, the year before that, they had like Clownvis. Okay, and I don't know about Clownvis. We didn't check him out. But I'm I'm not sure who they're having this year. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah, hopefully. Well, we're going to be at the after party for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. go to whoreoundweekend.com and follow that. Hit us up. Yep, yep. Hit it. Yeah, get us up. Absolutely. Message us on Facebook. Email us sometime between now and uh, March 20th if you're going to be there. And, uh... We'll, uh, we'll it's costume up. party night that night too, so we might be even fucking dressed up like 
I am going to be dressed up this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I am mm-hmm. dressing up. Nice. I got a uh, pumpkin suit. Jack pumpkin? Jack, just jack-o'-lanterns everywhere from head oh, to yeah? toe. It's kind of like the Bill, uh, the, shit, the um, Tom Hanks yeah. bit from Saturday Night Live. The shit he used to wear. Yeah. Oh, okay. Special. Dude, I'm going. I got jo- one. I'm yeah. going as John Belushi from Animal House. Just a fat oh, yeah. guy with a beer in my hand. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, See you when you get there. <laughs> that's it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> just carry a fucking bucket of matches with you. Yeah. yeah. You gonna, you gonna Reload. You gonna dress up there, Mayor? Uh, yeah, probably. Why not? Wrong. Well, that's some fun. Explore the space. See what yeah, happens. Fuck it. Yeah. So that's fun. Cross oh, yeah. that bridge when we get to it. Hell yeah. Yeah, but just hit us up. Let us know. We'll set something up. All right, Hitchhikers. This concludes our review of The Devil's Advocate from 1997. We hope you all enjoyed our in-depth analysis of this drama, suspense, thriller, yeah, or whatever. That's exactly it's right. the right order. Thank okay. you. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast and be on the lookout for new announcements and updates. And be sure you also visit the King Art Facebook page. It's linked to the NHP page where you can find an ever-growing variety of artwork from the king himself. Yeah, we're also at Classic Plastic Toy Expo March 7th and 8th, isn't it? March 7th. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah the Nostalgic right. Hollywood Podcast and King Art. Nice. Heck yeah, one too. There you go. Nice. Because we're cheapskates, we're taking one booth. <laughs> right. <laughs> at the Classic Plastic Hacksaw, Jim Duggan's going to be there too, signing That's uh, right. two before. Oh! <laughs> Nice. I mean, bring a two before is all I know with American flag painted on it, and he'll sign that so you do. all day long. You can also email the show at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter username is at highwaynhp, so there's all kinds of ways to reach us. Any input, any questions you may have, we'd love to hear from you. Join us next time on February 18th for episode 33, where we review yet another movie from the depths of 1997. The Wilderness mm. Action Adventure, The Ooh. Edge, directed by Lee Tamahori, starring Sir Anthony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin, supermodel Elle McPherson, and Harold Perenio. All right, well, on behalf of the Lord Ketchum and Dave, King of the Road, I am your host, the Mayor Matt Logston, and we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us, and we'll pick you up next time, out on the highway. I'm not actually going to mark it out. That's fine, because we're right that, here now. Yeah, I'm just going to move on. That's your copy. After you. That is your <laughs> copy. <laughs> All right, fuck this guy. I'm marking it out. He's telling me how to live my life. He's going to do his, and it's up to you again. Yeah, so it's okay. back to me after that. This, this is gone, right? Omitted. Okay. Omission. I used a light marker, but I know, it's, I know it's there. I can't see it. It's white. <laughs> it's just, it, it might as well be fucking clear, Dave. Carry on. Jesus. <laughs> There's, My favorite color is clear. There's, no. Is there a sin for being a dick just for the fun of it? Because that's probably my favorite. <laughs> if you do it a lot, it can be considered gluttony. Yeah, he's not wrong. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just still trying to digest uh, and process my favorite sin.